Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Mothers hunting in the forest, mothers cooking in the home. I must go to fetch the water till the day that I am grown. Don't Google it. Till I'm grown, till I'm grown. I must go to fetch the water till the day that I am grown. You Googled it already. What's it from? <laughs> the Jungle Book. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you to guess, but oh, I would have you usually immediately it. like, I don't know what he's doing, what he's opening yep. this with. I'm going to Google it. Yeah. So, yeah. So I just Googled it real fast. But at first I thought maybe... You know, you were making up a song and the lyrics were going to get real sexual or real goofy. Sexual? Well, because you were What like, about me in recent times has inspired you to think that I would have anything sexual? Uh, you always have a little song that you have made up and remixed to be something oh, that's true. filthy. Right. Yeah. So you're, you're actually that's where right. I that's, thought, that's where I thought I that was I actually apologize going. because that's... <laughs> you're right. Right. You came for me like I pulled that out of my ass. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're right. No, some shit you do. it's one of my favorite Disney songs, and I think a deep cut. Yeah, I for sure didn't know it, and that's it it's like very the very pretty. last song in Jungle Book where Mowgli sees a human girl for the first time and is like, <laughs> "Oh, I want some of that," <laughs> <laughs> and she like completely seduces him. Meanwhile, they're what six? I don't know. <laughs> like, she's like. And I will have a handsome husband. Oh, wow. And a daughter of my own. Yikes. And I'll send her to fetch the water. I'll be cooking in the home. So, like, heteronormative Ooh. shit. I guess she didn't even <laughs> want to, like... But her dream, I guess, was to what, be like her mama one day and cook food and okay. send her baby to go get the water while her nigga was hunting, I guess. I mean, and, and this is why Disney has to put little... <laughs> little yeah. notices <laughs> before yeah, all of the old movies they'd be like oh uh, yeah so um <laughs> we was maybe tripping a little bit but yeah. enjoy the show <laughs> i still remain that they should have put that one part of uh, poor unfortunate souls in there where she was oh, like yeah. oh you know men up there want a woman what is one not, something about it's much preferred for ladies not to say a word. Yeah. 
something like that. Because I'm like, it, she's an evil witch, and she's also sort of speaking on patriarchy. Like, I mean, she wasn't wrong to... either. It was right. the thing. It was, they do very much prefer women to it's, just it's not like be that's pretty not and shut up. Anymore. Right? <laughs> she was like, "You don't need your voice. Men do not need to hear you talk." <laughs> right. I felt like there could have been a, even maybe like a a way to re yeah. word that to make the point, but. I still enjoyed the remake. Or, yeah, or for the lyrics to stay the same, but Ariel gets up there and she's like, oh, now I see what that bitch meant. Right. They mm-hmm. really don't care. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You combing your hair with a fork and niggas <laughs> still trying to fuck, so. Did you see her on, I just literally, like, 20 minutes ago, saw a clip of her scrolling my, by my timeline. Her boyfriend, um, I guess, did, like, a TikTok taking her shopping. Oh. And they were like in some, I don't know if they were in like vintage store, like antiques or something. She was like looking at these like old, like old silverware and stuff like that. He's talking about it's getting tricky. She, she about to pick, she pick up a $500 teacup. I don't know what we're doing in here. Like, and I was mm. like, yes, spend all that niggas money. <laughs> well, this is your fault for saying that you was taking me shopping. <laughs> What I heard is that whatever I want, all I got to do is put it in the bag. That's what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> so and That's after I heard that this record you wrote about me because I uh, had a co-star. Listen, the fact that, that she's even interest. still with that little boy, I don't like. Yeah. I'll take uh, three of these teacups, sir. Okay. <laughs> let's, actually, let's, let's just make it a whole set. Let's just get the Do set. you have a... Yeah. Where's the pot? Where's the teapot? <laughs> Stirrers? <laughs> Small spoons? Yes. I'm going to need the little saucers to go Tiara. with the bows and everything. <laughs> let's just do it all. <laughs> Let's yeah, we have a tea all. party, nigga. Mm-hmm. Um, welcome back to the show, everyone. I don't think I did an introduction. Yeah, we didn't I'm, do that. I am going to be uh, Nisi. That's not her real name. What was Nisi's name from? Uh, Char Jackson. Mm. Char Jackson. Okay. And I am Dana Evans, and this is The Read. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for coming back, everyone. Well, let me do it like... I intend to do it. The wellness check well is supposed to sound like classic church well. And shout out to the sister. uh, I'm not going to say the name of my home church, but the sister in the church I grew up in um, who had a very consistent and um, distinct well that I grew up to love and Amen. sometimes got an, in, I sometimes I got a, a harsh look in my direction from my mom for giggling because it's not meant to be funny. I'm not even entirely sure why I think it's funny, but it is to me. Yeah, it, it did something for you. Uh, so in that respect, well, <laughs> I don't even think I did it good. <laughs> I can't do it justice. How do you feel? You know who could do a good one is Kia. <laughs> of course. But she already does our past three mm-hmm. <laughs> clip things, so I'm going to leave her alone. But her well is excellent. I don't um, know. I feel like you're onto something. Yeah. We might be able Just to get a well from her. <laughs> be like, sis, cut your mic on real quick, right? <laughs> Send me an invoice for Can a while. Can I Venmo you right? Um, but yeah, I'm I'm doing fine, really. Can't complain. How's school? How are clients? Um, they're good. Everybody's doing well. Everybody's progressing. Uh, unlearning harmful thought patterns. School is school. Um, beating my ass as it's supposed to. I had a presentation last week. Oh my god. 
I had a presentation, a case presentation where we have to play a segment from a session and then everybody critiques us. <laughs> and from a real session? Yeah. Mm-hmm. With your client? Yeah. You're allowed to do that? Yeah. Well, I mean, we get their permission first before recording and okay. we, we anonymize everything. And if people don't want to be recorded, they can just say no. But okay. niggas don't be caring. They be like, yeah, girl, use it for school anyway. Like I said. Yeah, I don't know how to give a fuck to Right. Um, and my as soon as my little as soon as my little recording got done playing, my professor said, "This was an excellent demonstration of humor in session." And I was like, "Oh no!" I love it. Delicious. I don't need lunch today. I said, "Oh no!" What do you mean? I wasn't trying to be funny at all. This is exactly what. I told you last week. You're like, and you, and it's like you're a comedian. <laughs> Shut up! It's in you. You don't even realize said, it. And oh, that's no. why I love doing this show with you. If you were like a self-aware comic, I don't even know if we would have fun doing this. Mm-mm. No, well, because uh, listen, y'all blowing my. This was like four hours after you said that to me. She was like, "Excellent use of humor in the session," and I was like. Um, somebody's gonna have to point out to me what part was funny. I missed it, girl. <laughs> yeah, I. That's, but that's the thing. And you know something, oh, my no. my trainer said to me yesterday was like he asked me, uh, "Do you think you're funny?" Or like, "Do you consider yourself funny?" And I'm, I said, "No, not really." Oh wow! So and <laughs> no, that's but I like just because I feel the same way doesn't mean I'm gonna accept that you're not a comedian. Bitch, okay, right? well, so then I'm really not taking that from you. Mr. Actually a Comedian who has No, but I aspire to it. Tour. I aspire to it. I, I'm not, like, walking away from it. Sometimes it's hard for me to accept it because I'm hard on myself. But I'm not, like, turning right. my back on comedy as a title for myself. That's what I, I want okay. to be considered. So if anybody considers me a comedian or genuinely funny, thank you very much. Yeah, you know, but me, does. like, when, so this, it's the same thing. You know, like, he asked me if I thought I was funny. I was like, nah. Not really. And he was like, I I I kind of get that because, you know, all the times you make me laugh, I don't ever be feeling like you're trying to tell a joke. Like you just mm. be dead serious <laughs> and you say something that's funny. And I'm right. like, thank you. You know, yeah. hopefully that keeps, you know, the bills paid. <laughs> um, but like what a blessing it must be to have a therapist that can make use of humor in sessions for real like why wouldn't you want someone who is going to like give you good insight and do all of the things that a therapist is supposed to do but might also make you laugh or like make you think of something in a way that brings even a tiny smile to your face yeah i mean i just i just figured the person who i chose we have a very good therapeutic relationship the rapport was almost instant and so i chose that session because we get along so well that I felt like it was like probably a good representation of my work. <laughs> my professor was like, we have a comedian in the room, everyone. Oh, wow. <laughs> everyone, Adele Gibbons. Welcome. <laughs> Girls, it's Monique. Who knew? Like, yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, I'm doing fine. How are you? How's your wellness? Girl, girl. Okay, so... I said last week, you know, oh, I'm good. Like, I'm actually feeling good. Da, 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 da. And I feel like, I don't remember everything I said, but I do feel like I said, obviously, that comes with, you know, the sense of impending doom. Mm-hmm. 
This weekend was that. The do. This weekend was that. Okay. All right. This weekend was like... And I'm going to, like, I, I haven't been dipping into, like, my tarot in a while. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to get back into that a little bit. And maybe even look at my birth chart. Now, okay. I don't want to go full woo-woo. But I do believe in... I, I do believe in, like, different things when it comes to energy and spirituality and fate and chance and all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so this weekend was one of those, like, the character in the rom-com. Well, it's not a rom-com. I don't have a rom. But the <laughs> character in, the, you know, the funny movie who's like having a bad day and they are like standing at an intersection and a car like drives through a puddle and they just get absolutely drenched Mm -hmm. in muddy water it's it's been like that energy got you Mm. all weekend long in ways that i won't like i i could sit here and list them and you would probably be like I don't believe you. (laughs) You would probably be like, there's no way all of these things happened. I would believe you. Um, yeah. So I cried a lot. Um, I had a tantrum, maybe a tantrum and a half. Mm. Um, but I tried my very best to power through. Okay. I went out anyway yesterday was my good friend dijon's birthday happy mm-hmm. birthday dijon today is my very good friend frank watson's birthday mm-hmm. frank we miss you so much um i know you're resting in peace um or resting in party <laughs> you know yeah you turning having up. Fun. <laughs> um and so i went out although i you know had puffy crybaby tears yesterday to go celebrate my friend's birthday at Everyday People. Mm-hmm. Um, and fully got there and was still just like, I don't know why I'm here. Like, I'm just so sad and I'm going to make his birthday, like, not fun because I'm, like, you know, bummed out. Two seconds later, I bumped into Francesca Ramsey. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen in <laughs> such a long time. And she actually texted me um to go uh to go uh whatchamacallit protest together uh the other day and we didn't we weren't able to connect. Um but I didn't expect to see her. And it was just like I have like good people out here a few people I can name that genuinely care about me, you know, but it's different than, like, you who I've known since I lived in Florida. Mm-hmm. Dustin, Jade, my mama, Candace, everybody on the East Coast. Uh, and so sometimes when I'm, like, feeling real low, it's, like, easy to also get overwhelmed by, like, feeling far away from people. So bumping into Francesca, who I have also known since yeah, Florida. It's been a Paula. long time. Mm-hmm. Francesca Ramsey put me in my first little meeting, I mean, uh, writer's room for MTV's Decoded. Oh, yes. Um, oh, and Decoded was so fun. <laughs> it was so much fun to work on and, and create these, these yes. sketches that had something to say. Um, and so seeing her, someone I have known since I was, like, a, an internet baby, mm-hmm. um, uh, I was just like, 
<laughs> I literally cried into her clavicle <laughs> and she allowed it. <laughs> and it was very sweet and warm. And then other people came up, people I don't know came up and, and gave love to mm. uh, me and the podcast and you. And I cried in some of their faces as well. Oh, if Lord. You're listening <laughs> to this. And I cried at you, at everyday people. My bad. You know, I'd, I'd be going through it. Um, so I got up yesterday and decided that nothing that happened that weekend, as hard as it was and as triggering as a lot of it was, needs to determine the rest of this week. Mm. Because I was really in a good place and actually looking forward to a lot of shit. And so I don't want to... I don't want to take a sharp left turn. I want to, like, barrel towards what I felt last week, however possible. So that's what I'm trying to do today. Good job. And Okay, work friend. Look at you going through it, feeling what you need to feel, and then deciding to... Just pick it up and move where you can. That's all you can do is your best. So good. I'm proud of you. And I saw that picture of you and Francesca. I love it so much. I'm going to print it out and put it on the icebox with all the other pictures that I have. But I just love that. Y'all look so cute. And, you know, I just think about us, especially when we first moved and we used to hang out. We used to see people so much more. I feel like I used to hang out with Francesca all the time. And now it's like, girl, are you in L.A.? Are you in New York? But, like, it's just like, Mm -hmm. but that was, you know. I used to live across the street from the other friends. That was oh you did you and Fran were like right like cat corner yeah. yeah that was back in the shit white girls say to black girls days. <laughs> watch Link for me one weekend and Link. Oh, me <laughs> you remember that? Fran said Link can't come. The other friend, hey Fran, said yeah. uh, Link can't come over here no more because <laughs> she was so distraught. Like I don't Your know. Your child what, tore up my like, house. <laughs> she, I, oh, I was so embarrassed. <laughs> said my baseboards <laughs> it was just like, like girl what why would you even she didn't even do that at my house yeah. anyways i'll never forget that that was hilarious <laughs> was i also so got to see dustin for uh a bit because he was here for black queer summit oh yeah um they booked him so i got to see him um that night too and <laughs> like we went to like a reception for the event um and yeah, I was already feeling kind of anxious. And then so many people approached to be there and were mm. like, <laughs> but I think maybe it's like, it skews like a younger uh, group there or whatever. Because a lot of them were like, oh, I've been listening to you and, and Christmas since I was 15. Excuse oh. me? Mm. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. That's about right. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm 26. Right. It's nothing. But you... No, that's not. So, how old am I? What? <laughs> how old am I? Yeah. That's where that usually ends up dropping me off at. It's like, oh, dear God. Like, yeah. I mean, it is the reality of it, but I'm glad you, I'm glad you pushed through and went out anyway, because it's not hard. I mean, it's not easy. I, to do that. I definitely ran from that event after maybe like an hour because I got so overwhelmed mm-hmm. by it. And I was just, I went home with gratitude. I cried in the car. Like, I, I've been doing a lot of crying. Okay. But I'm okay today. I have my water, my Essentia. Okay. Oh, there she goes. She cute. She Essentia, if you want a hashtag, add me, call me. This is all I drink. 
Um, and yeah, we're going to do the thing. So Black Excellence today, Ava DuVernay. Bam. First Black woman to have a film compete at the Venice Film Festival, which is 80 years old. First Black woman wow. in 80 years of a film festival to have a film compete. Like, how? 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 <sighs> but how? if it was going to be anybody, I'm not shocked that it's Ava. <laughs> That's true. But hopefully, talent. you know, and knowing someone like an Ava DuVernay, this would be a door kicked down. Or a right, right. Mm-hmm. Her film's called Origin and follows the story of Isabel Wilkerson and her Pulitzer Prize winning work as an author and journalist. Uh, she says, for Black filmmakers, we're told that people who love films in other parts of the world don't care about our stories and don't care about our films. It's something that we're often told. You cannot play international film festivals because no one will come. Yikes. <laughs> Like <laughs> okay, <laughs> thank you. Mm, all right, she says people will not come to the press conferences. People won't come to the P and I screenings. They will not be interested in selling tickets. You n- might not even get into this festival, so don't apply. I can't tell you how many times I've been told don't apply to Venice. You won't get in. It won't happen. And this year, something that happened that ha- hasn't happened in e- eight decades before. An African-American woman in the competition. So now that's a door open that I trust and hope the festival will keep open. Yikes, that is sad. <laughs> so shout out to the filmmakers. Shout out to the writers. Mm-hmm. Shout out yep. to the actors. The artists. The, keeping it going. The creators. And so on and so forth. Out here doing their absolute best. God, I hope the strike ends soon. I'm so blessed to have another job. Like, it's just... Listen, because it is... I mean, it's, like, been five months for the writers. It's bad. It's really been, like, 140-something. It's, it's it really been... It is really crazy. Shout out to people like Quinta Brunson, you know, who have uh, been creating funds for, yeah. like, their team and folks, like, strike yeah. funds for folks who need it. Um, But, yes... Let us move into our pop culture segment. Mm, I love culture. Which is called um, Hot Tops, Insidious, the Bread Whore. Um, Yeah, I guess if you didn't know the name of the Insidious. I'll look it up. Oh, the Red Door. Okay. (laughs) Okay. You're a very clever friend. Like, you might not feel great, but you're very, very clever. And, <laughs> and you're good at this. <laughs> you're welcome. Okay, wait. VMAs. I watched it. All oh, yeah. It. You said that. They watched me. But, like, I caught uh, moments of it. Um, What do you remember seeing? Oh, I real quick. only turned it on you did to say see you Cardi and Meg, out, and as which soon as Cardi and Meg went off, two? yeah. So, <laughs> so as soon as Cardi and Meg left, I, <laughs> I also left. <laughs> no, <Sorry. laughs> that was so. I don't know what else I saw. I mean, you know, I heard the nigga shit. I heard the rumors about Hallie being pregnant. Um, and oh yeah. I saw some of the... Oh, because when I went to the shop and got my hair braided, the girls was watching YouTube videos. So I saw a lot of the performances anyway because oh, they were yeah. watching them on YouTube. Got it, got it, got it. Cool. Um, I don't remember most of them now. <laughs> the first one was Lil Wayne. 
which mm-hmm. he did like a medley, which I thought was kind of random. Well, I mean, I guess because it's a, uh, I don't know, maybe that was in reference to uh, the hip hop 50th anniversary thing. Yeah. And I know he also has a new song out that I like actually called Cat Food. Um, so I guess he's, you know, out and about Sean's face in preparation for a new release or something. Yeah. Um, then it was Olivia Rodrigo, like, right after it. Like, I don't even know if they announced her. It was almost just like Lil Wayne did a millie, dropped the mic, and then they started her performance. Anyway, yeah, there was a lot of that of no no announcer or Nicki not coming back out and them just just transitioning into somebody else coming out. And you just like, oh, OK, that's what we're doing. Honestly, as far as the Nicki Minaj hosting of it all, it gives it gave me like they announced Cardi and Meg last minute, and Nicki was like, "Oh, okay. Well, you'll see me twice <laughs> since <laughs> since now. All of a sudden, we're doing that. You know, like cause when she came out at first after the Olivia Rodrigo performance. Sidebar: I actually kind of really like Olivia Rodrigo. There's mm-hmm. something like cute white girl that disrupts the cheerleading squad in in high school oh, okay. her, like that me and my black friends from afar are like mm. oh look at that like i don't know she gives me i don't know she's cute okay but um nikki came out and was like oh they we had some calls last night you know um they they were worried about whether i could you know i could control myself or some shit like that um, I don't, it just felt like she was implying that, yes, it is indeed maybe a taste awkward that I'm hosting this show mm-hmm. and some bitches I don't like are here yeah. to perform their newest songs. I, I don't, that's how I received it. But then I saw her like two more times. Yeah, I I had a feeling she didn't come out much during the show, but I figured Nikki's trade-off was, like, demanding that she be the only woman in the hip-hop tribute. Because <laughs> they mm, had all this a... Cardi and Meg and Doja and Ice Spice, and they had so many... I mean, Ice Spice, I, I, I know I just threw her in there, but, like, they had... If, if MTV really wanted to... I felt like the tribute was lacking, period. I felt like, overall, mm. it was very, eh, you know? Um, and, but I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, but I also don't expect MTV to do better, much better than that either. So, but the fact True. that there was literally only one female rapper who got to perform during that and it was Nikki, I said, oh yeah, this was her, this, uh, this I was orchestrated. Think, <laughs> I actually think I Spice in that would have been great because she didn't perform otherwise. She mm-hmm. did win Best New Artist. Um, and it was a little emotional about it. I thought it was super cute. Um, oh, but she's new, you know? She's mm-hmm. representative of, you know, a form of hip-hop today. So sticking her in that alongside someone like Nicki Minaj, who performed Itty Baby Piggy, which was crazy because it was one of her mm-hmm. earliest, you know, hits. A great song. Um, I thought at least adding in an Ice Spice would make sense. And I don't know that Nikki has issues with Ice Spice, so I don't know why that would have been yeah, no, a I don't, problem. I don't think so, but I it's just a feeling I get based off my perception of Nikki's ego. And hmm. 
um, and the the very real, uh, the realness of the situation, which is that no other woman was on stage for that. So it just yeah. really begs the question: like, why would that be? Why would no female rapper but Nicki Minaj be part of this? I really didn't think about it like that until you said it. Because honestly, like you also imply, I just assumed that the sort of mediocrity of it all was just MTV. Yeah. Like, yep. <laughs> Hip Hop's 50, call LL Cool J. Yep. Call, you know, <laughs> Grandmaster Flash. Um mm. And then, you know, Nikki's hosting, so we'll throw her in there, too. Like, it, it didn't... I didn't take that as Nikki having anything to do with it at all. Mm. Um, but, yeah, girl, the things happen. Cardi and B. What do you think of Cardi's performance? I don't like that song. Yeah, it's been growing on me. I didn't love it at first, but the more I hear it, the more I like it. Um mm. But the performance was cute. I thought Cardi looked amazing. I love that hair. Oh, my God. That big yeah. curly hair was so cute on her. And I love when she said, put the kids to sleep, baby. <laughs> I was like, that's right. Fuck they talk about. But, you know, it's a the performance was cute enough. I love Meg. Cardi, you know, she did her best with that choreography. But that is just not... That is just that not was like, her thing. That is not what she does. <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. Cardi, actually, I feel like that's, that is one of the f- first times I have seen Cardi fuck up some choreography. She wasn't prepared. Like, she was off that time. But usually the choreography they give her, Cardi will eat it up. She can dance. Like, that's one of the few things, especially for someone who doesn't, like, write their own music. I'm like, at least... There's no shade. Like, she's... It's a million people who don't. Like, they give her grief for it because everybody knows she doesn't. You know what I mean? But, like, I don't... I'm not going to, like, ding you all your points because you ain't write no motherfucking song. Like, Mm -hmm. you're just not... I'm not going to also put you in the same category as someone who does, which is why all of the constant ridiculous back and forth between these artists and their fandoms doesn't make sense to me, but that's a different conversation. Cardi usually you know, can keep up with her one-twos and look good doing it. I often call her the Fantasia of rap because she is going to be barefoot. It doesn't matter where, when, how. She's going to take her she's shoes going off. To take she's them shoes going off. to be yes. flat-feeded on stage. Um, but one who can dance and almost never, I don't even think I've ever seen her be offbeat as Meg. So yeah, Meg comes around yeah. the corner. And, yeah, and that's really, that. that's really, Cardi, Cardi can dance. Like Cardi has rhythm, but people who can really dance have a fluidity about them that Cardi does not have. Like Cardi, even when she looks good, like she's performing well, she doesn't look to me as smooth or as comfortable on stage doing choreography as somebody like like a Meg. Like, you watch Cardi and then Meg comes in for her performance and you're like, this is not the same. Like, mm. the the skill set here is not the same. But it didn't take away... Like, I don't... Also, I don't really care. Like, the song is yeah. fine. It is what it is. And, you know, the, the, the point is for us to be looking at how good y'all look. And that we can always do. So... This is... The thing for me, again, as I said, you you have a very specific style and corner of of, of music that ha- you've excelled in. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone who I know is not uh, penning this stuff, 
I feel like I I don't. I'm not being shady. I, I just love it. Say it again. <laughs> what I'm saying, it's like okay. Who? How can I? I wish I wish I could think of like maybe like a pop. Uh, it's just like girl, Britney Spears. You put on a you, fine. She don't fine, write right? Yeah. But but Britney Spears also doesn't have a great voice. She's never really had a great voice. But Britney but she Spears can dance. would come on a stage and give you like a show. Absolutely. She'd give you theatrics. Yes. Like um might kiss a bitch in the mouth. Who knows? You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like I don't need you to sound like Aretha Franklin because I'm still going to be entertained. It's okay. Everybody ain't got to sound like Beyonce. Everybody yeah. can, can't Everybody sound like Adele or whatever. Everybody sound like Beyonce, yeah. So it you has to be okay, yeah. I mean, we we go to different artists for different things, so. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I, I listen, I smell what you're cooking. Mm. So. You have Doja Cat who did mm. that. I didn't watch that. She, I don't know, something yeah, about her. About it's <laughs> there's that, but it's something about her being like, my old music sucks, and if you liked it, then you're just the lemming who fell for it. There's something about that really rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, that's. I didn't like that. Like, don't don't, don't clown what. us for. And bitch, you had some great songs. You trying to tell me I was a a fucking punk for liking rumors? What is this? <laughs> Like, Someone how? posted "Say So" the other day. I had never seen the video before, mm-hmm. um, but literally, I think yesterday I saw on my timeline someone who said the very same thing that you're saying, which mm-hmm. is like, I feel some type of way about her judging people for liking this music because this song goes and does. Nobody sounds like it, right? Yes, so, literally that. That is how exactly how I feel about it. Yeah, I, I, I think it is kind of weird. Um, to it's one thing to be like I think all my old music sucks and doesn't inspire me at all I'm not interested in making no shit like that anymore versus being like I think all my old music sucks and if you liked mm-hmm. it damn right you're garbage like shit right. <laughs> like why did it have to be all that isn't that why we're here because yeah. we like that music like I don't understand why why can't you just say you don't want to make that anymore no one's yeah. gonna like. I, I, okay, so mm-hmm. not rumors. It's rules that I like. It's one of my favorite rules. Is one of my favorite Doja Cat songs, and she has a lot of great. She has a lot of rules of the telling me this and that. Well, that's going in the best stuff. <laughs> I honestly don't even. I still don't know the song. But I know that that. Is gonna be a highlight for whoever listens to this episode. Uh, or Boss Bitch, <laughs> that song from um, I'm a bitch from the I'm Harley Quinn movie. Yes. I don't like that song. What? Oh no, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with Boss Bitch. I would. I might even go as far as saying I hate it. What? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I really don't like. <laughs> that I'm song. incredulous. I fucking love Boss Bitch, and so you know, it's just stuff like that where I'm like, hmm, all right, well, maybe I am the punk. Um, Amara, Amelia, whatever your name is, maybe I am, and so I mean I like her new music too, but I I haven't even like, listened to it because she hurt my feelings. I don't even know that you would like it. Mm. Honestly, you might like attention. Attention is like a it's almost reminiscent of some of the old stuff. I don't know. 
We'll see. But it's like now she's trying to do this whole like y'all are gonna take me more seriously as a rippity rap rapper, and also like I'm gonna take as many opportunities to like make myself like, mm-hmm. uh, but you uh, to post like as many unflattering weird yeah, photos. I don't she's, like I, it's just like <laughs> I, it, I just want to hear music that mm-hmm. I like, and I haven't heard a bad song or a song I just like from this era yet. Whatever her personal beef is, her catalog ain't got nothing to do with me. And you also ain't gonna drag me or make me feel no kind of way about liking Juicy or whatever. Like, I don't yeah, care. It's not... Right. God bless you. So, yeah, you know, I'm happy for her or whatever, but that did kind of make me feel like, okay, well, <laughs> let me leave you alone then, girl, if that's how you feel about me. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you didn't see Nikki... Did you see Nikki perform? Um, The girls played it at the braid shop. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. OK, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until you might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. So. Here's another reason why I feel like I want for the whole Cardi B, Nicki Minaj thing or her versus whoever thing to be over. As far as female rap performances of the night, how do we not see that all of these people are different and therefore have no real reason to be 
pit against one another. Yeah, they should be able to coexist. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Cardi B gave you a whole big ass uh, set performance with dancers and and bands and blah blah blah. They said it looked like a fancy commercial on Twitter. It did. Is, it did. It's <laughs> pretty accurate. Um, yeah, a fancy commercial you know, on OnlyFans. Am I entertained? Yes. Nicki Minaj on the other side of that covers herself up in a big Andre Leon Talley like cloak and you know sings a pop song um and get literally gets the exi- uh, the audience excited by just taking the shit off and yeah you know standing there in her like illusion mesh dress or her transparent I don't know what you would call that kind of sexy body dress there we go um and then goes into a newer, you know, All You Bitches Is My Sons mm-hmm. uh, type unreleased song that I think the Barb's are saying might be called Big Difference. Um, but, you know, she's giving you rappy Nicki Minaj yep. essence. Again, standing in place, just standing there. Like, she, I think she made the point of, I'm going to stand in one place and get the crowd hype and show y'all bitches that I can do that. So that said, mm-hmm. why can't we all just be, everyone's entertained. you going to have The girls are having, <laughs> it's like, why can't I just, I don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel like as a 35-year-old, almost 36, <laughs> hip-hop 50. Mm-hmm. So only like 15 years older than me, I feel like I'm pretty connected with <laughs> this current side. Well, I'm doing the best I can with today. <laughs> and like being born pretty much right around the corner from its birth. <laughs> yeah. So like as someone who's now a little more removed from like the fun of the you know, arguing about pop stars' mm-hmm. antics. I'm just like, I don't want to do it anymore. I just want the girls to have fun and to make good music. Yeah, yeah. But this wasn't really a big, dramatic uh, night for female rap anyway, surprisingly. I heard the men are the ones who got into it. Did they? Like, backstage or after the show? Or was that... I didn't see nothing. Um. So, apparently, Offset and, and Nikki's husband... Oh! Were- I didn't know that stemmed from the VMAs, though. Now, I did hear about that dumb shit. <laughs> I don't know if it I did, I heard though. about it, but I didn't know the VMAs is where it started. There was, like, um, some, you know, rumor, at least when I saw it first brought up, it was, like, they were referencing a tweet from Cardi where she said, I ain't even flinch. And people were trying to, I guess implied that that was a response to Nikki's performance. Um, but I don't think that's what it was. I felt like it, he was responding to... Um, there was a clip of when Nikki was talking at the beginning. There's, like, Offset's response... Or Offset's reaction while Nikki is up on stage talking and, like, trying to make it a whole thing. Which they did all night. They did it to Selena Gomez. They did it to Chloe and Halle. They always... They do this every year. You know what I mean? They take the little, like, Big Brother-ass clips of celebrities' reactions and do the whole, oh, obviously this person hates this person or this person feels this way about that person. 
The clip I saw, I said he literally didn't react. He could have been asleep behind his glasses for all I know. Like, yeah. it really... So, I don't know. I just saw them, you know, exchanging weird pissing contest shots on social media. And I really don't know where that comes from, but still boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw the the videos of Nikki's baby daddy being outside with some other niggas at like 4 a.m. acting all tough and issuing threats. And I just thought that can't be a good idea. And lo and behold, it was not. But, you know, meanwhile, Offset is hopping off the PJ in Colorado with Deion Sanders. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, all right, my guy, like you full of your feelings outside at 4 a.m. And I'm literally outside, like outside, outside with these niggas. So, you know. Y'all have a good time or whatever. Keep that real cute. But yeah, I just thought, I don't think people on probation or felons or whatever, I just feel like you're not supposed to be threatening niggas on Instagram live, you know, not at any time of the day. I just feel like that's something you're supposed to, I don't really get why niggas, they tell on themselves the way they do, but you know, otherwise it is what it is. Regular nigga shit and the VMAs, I, I wasn't expecting much more than what it evidently was. So. Let's skip through some more current things real quick and then wrap up. Okay. Um, okay, Tiana Taylor and Iman Shumpert are separating. <gasps> that was so sad. Seven years together, they've been married. Um, it looks like here there is a statement from Tiana via Instagram. She said, I, I, not too much of my bestie. In all fairness, Iman and I separated and have been for a while. To be thousand percent clear, infidelity ain't one of the reasons for our departure. We're still the best friends, great business partners, and are one hell of a team when it comes to co-parenting our two beautiful children. Gorgeous children. One beautiful, children. truly. Most importantly, we are family, and in the 10 years together, seven years married, we ain't ever played with or about that. We'll just keep y'all asses out the group chat. Thank you. LOL, which is the reason we've been able to successfully and peacefully separate without all the outside noise. Tiana said, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Tiana said, (laughs) I I could eat you, but I have to charm. She literally said, um, the, so the narrative is getting a little crazy. So let me just let y'all know right now, we're both single. Um, and, and we've been able to be separated for however long we've been separated because we don't do this rah-rah Instagram shit like the rest of you hoes. <laughs> that man has my phone number and I have his. <laughs> and we're fine. And we're fine. So, so you know, because y'all bitches are getting extra. Yes. It's cool. Good night. She literally ended it by saying, I hope this provided some clarity for y'all. <laughs> and now I'm taking y'all back out the group chat. I loved that. I Woo! loved that so yeah. much. Yes, because yeah. she's entitled to live her life. And we don't, we, they don't have to tell us not one single thing. Yeah. Y'all could just have the rumors going forever about him cheating, her cheating, whatever. And she could have just left it all alone. But mm-hmm. thank you, girl, for making it clear that Iman is available, and more importantly, that you are available, because if I know the lesbians the way I think I do, <laughs> Sweetie, they, let's, be let's be real and let's be true. They're waiting on you, girl. 
And I feel like sometimes women from New York get unfairly assigned daikut, <laughs> but... That happens. That's not even a lie. Yeah, that, that, that happens true. a lot. But Tiana be fully leaning into that shit, dancing on girls at her shows. Like, I don't know if she's ever said anything about being bisexual, but she definitely gives big, I like, so. I'll fuck your bitch energy. And so... She gives top. She do- Oh, yeah. No, it, it's definitely giving f- femme top. <laughs> so... Um, so yeah, I'm <laughs> funny. I <laughs> I thought you were going to say thank you for letting us know that we don't have to hate Iman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, no. That he's available. Yeah. And also, <laughs> I can't. I thought, um, about the, I thought about the Kalani crowd. I feel like the girls at the Kalani shows, they are very interested in this news. <laughs> because Kalani is literally one of the most beautiful, <laughs> one of the most beautiful Kalani things did. walking about. Kalani be selling it at them shows. I don't think okay. there's <laughs> them hoes be leaving in love. Like I don't think that there's just like a corner of people that are like, nah, Kalani's not good looking. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's no, like... no, she's one of those like universal sex appeal types. And... Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, good and for has them. Sexy voice that helps too. Yep. But I'm I'm glad. I and I hope more people follow after Iman and Tiana's lead here and you just realize that the world actually does not need to be a part of every single goddamn thing that goes on in this house mm-hmm. it does suck that it feels like for people uh a certain level of recognizability you have to kind of make some sort of breakup statement mm-hmm. just so people will shut the fuck up yeah. i've always found it like a bit unfair and awkward <laughs> that it's like bad enough, especially if you have a family together that yeah. you're separating, even mm-hmm. if you are separating on good terms. Um, but then to also have to like stand on a hilltop and announce it to people, it's yeah. like, why? But you kind of do because then people, it's very easy for people to start taking stuff and spinning it out of control. And it will, it can harm people who ain't did nothing to nobody involved. Yeah. So, well, God bless them. Yeah. And at least they do have the, the ability to talk about it when they wanted to. Like, the rumors have been going around for a while that they are not together no more. And so, you know, they waited until they were ready to say something and and then promptly removed us from their business. And I respect that a lot. Um, um, Halle Berry is very disappointed in Drake. Girl, join the club. Get on the list. Drake has a new single out. Featuring SZA, it is called Slime You Out. Um, it is uh, meant to be featured on his forthcoming album. What's that shit called? For All the Dogs? Um, which has a cover art drawn by his son, Adonis, which is so far the only thing I like about this album. <laughs> um, oh, that's supposed to be a dog. Mm-hmm. I think Got so. you. Yeah. I thought that was like a possessed rabbit. It looks a little demonic. <laughs> it has like red eyes. It's on a yeah, black background. Yeah, it looks yeah. It's really it's, it's a little scary, but okay. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, for whatever reason, they chose to use a photo of Halle Berry covered in green Nickelodeon slime from the Kids' Choice Awards in 2012 as the single cover for this Slime You Out song. Halle Berry claims that she didn't get permission from Drake or his team to, for them to use this uh, as the cover art. 
Um, and she says here, when someone asked, says when someone asked her why she was offended, considering that Getty Images owns the picture and Drake likely likely just paid the fee to use it, Halle Berry says, because he asked me and I said no. That's why. Why ask if you intend to do what you want to do? That was the fuck you to me. It's not cool. Do you get it? And that's very clear. I don't know if that's complicated. <laughs> I feel like she I feel like she really spelled it out for you niggas. Like, it's not this is not a question of does Drake have the legal permission to use this image? It's the question of the team reached out and said, Hey, can we do this? And I said no. Yes. And you said they asked me for my permission. <laughs> I don't care. Right. And I <laughs> did not give it to them. Me, the person in the photo. Right. Not Getty Images, the company owned by motherfuckers you would walk by in the street and not know. Yes. So if you were going to just do it anyway, don't ask. Why did you ask? Me? Why did you ask? And that makes that's I don't know how y'all can be mad at her for that. How you gonna hit me up and be like, bitch, is this okay? And then I say, oh, actually, I'd rather you didn't because the, the lyrics are kind of rude and disrespectful and I don't really want my image associated with that. And then you'd be like, whatever, bitch. <laughs> so you're just wasting like, both of our time. How do y'all not understand that that, that, that would bother somebody? I, I, I really, it's like, it's like, like y'all should be in, in the Saw franchise. Mm-hmm. Because the way that y'all will mangle your body piece by piece Yikes. to defend these niggas. Like, I honestly feel like if Jigsaw placed some of y'all in traps where you had to break your own fingers or, like, defend a, a rich nigga's honor or any nigga's honor, for that matter, you would be like, have my hands, girl. Which we, we you want pinky or ring? Which one are we going for? Like, I don't understand what the excuse. Oh, what? yes. Jigsaw is a character from Saw. Welcome back. Thank you. Yep. Mm -hmm. I know who that is, and he is scary. So he's very frightening, and he I didn't is. expect you. Sometimes I, I have to like maybe give you a signal for when I'm talking to the audience um, <laughs> and not you specifically. <laughs> Not bitch, at no point did I have any expectation for you. <laughs> I know you've seen eight horror movies. But How rude. How I rude. Would have never assumed that one of the more popular gory franchises. No. Okay, would well, be my Google movies. works like everybody else's, so I get the my, reference. Yeah, you do. So. Thoughts? Drake being weird again? Oh, no, this is, I said, this is literally that. I said, wow, Drake being weird again. It's not enough that you're already on my nerves for the Megan shit, and I'm already looking at you twice, three, four, five times for that texting teenage girl shit. Like, that's also super weird to me. And then the Megan shit really pushed me over the edge. And then I was like, again, my issue is not the the question of the legality of it. It's the question of why did you even reach out to her if you were going to do what you wanted to anyway? Yes. That's what I don't understand. That is what feels disrespectful. And so then it becomes like, so what did Halle Berry do to you? Because why would you do that? <laughs> right. Why would you do that? That just seems so unnecessary to me. Like, yeah, pay the Getty I, I... fee and use the picture if that's what you're going to do. Don't reach right. out to me like you give a fuck about me. And then when I say, no, I'm not comfortable with that, you go and do it anyway. Like, that is just... 
That's the thing. It's like if it. he would have paid the fee for it and used it and never reached out to her and her team and she felt some type of way about it, I would still completely understand her feeling some type of way about it. But it's completely it's so different than being like, oh, no, we spoke because of course we spoke. I'm Halle Berry. This nigga's been in my DM since he was four. <laughs> Like, right. duh. So, right. of course, he would use any oh, reason man. to reach out to me and talk to me. And when we did talk about it, I told him I didn't want him to do it. And he did it anyway. What the fuck? Like, how do we, this nigga could have used yeah. a picture of any motherfucking thing. Right. Hasn't he been to the Kids of Choice where they ain't never slimed him before? Why he couldn't do that? They, sis ain't been slimed? Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't. Why yeah. is this confusing for you, my yeah, I hate it. I really do. It that just I was already annoyed with Drake and it's like every new piece of Drake information makes me like him even less. So, yeah, I said, "Wow, that nigga being a sleaze ball." Hmm. hmm. Not surprised. Um, which one do I want to end with? Ice Spice has a drink in Dunkin' Donuts. That's the name of this. It's not a drink coffee. And Dunkin' Donuts is not us. There's no good coffee at Dunkin' Donuts. Really? To me, not to me. Was like coveted for that. Well, you know what? Oh my god, I will die for it. Maybe it depends on where you go, but I went one time and just asked for a plain vanilla latte. And when I tell you, these people gave me about. 300 ounces of sweet vanilla creamer and then just some coffee dumped in on top of it. And so it was just... Maybe that's why people like it. I, this is <laughs> disgusting. This is just cream and sugar. I. This is not good. Like, I, I have was no disgusted. opinion. I don't drink coffee. I was I disgusted. Couldn't. Like, no, it should be mostly coffee with a little bit of whatever else. Not mostly whatever else with a little bit of coffee. So I did not like that but you know maybe it's different yeah. than other Dunkins in other places or it's just me I don't know so let us know is it is it that it is sweet and gross and that's why y'all like it or did she go to a bad place because I'm curious yeah because it's like ordering a frappuccino to me if you order a frappuccino you don't want coffee you want a you dessert. Want dessert yeah you want a dessert because yeah. that's what that, that makes is sense. yeah okay um Erica Mena apologized because she lost her job. <laughs> All of them. Everybody. She was not expecting that kind of backlash for coming at a dark-skinned woman at all. She was like, wait a minute. Wait a... Wait one fucking minute. She literally even made monkey sounds at her. Come um, on, Anyway, she, she did the whole, apology. Yeah, the whole, oh, as a mother of black kids, I'm super mindful of... Let me okay, I didn't know she said that. Let me find as a woman of as a woman of color. Oh wow. And the mother <laughs> of two black children. Uh she is. And the mother of two black children, I want to make it clear that my use of that word was not in any way racially driven. Oh no. Okay. Okay. Well, there's that's where the cookie crumbled for her. Yeah. I mean, and I might even be willing, I mean, I'm not, but I might be willing to buy the whole, it wasn't racially dri- I mean, the problem is I'm trying to play devil's advocate, but I don't believe the words I'm saying. So, <laughs> so it's no, I understand not working that. now. But it's like, I want to believe 
that you just thought, oh, I'm calling you a monkey the same way I would call anybody else a monkey. And it doesn't mean like it's not like a slur or something mean about dark skinned black women. It's just a word like it's just an insult like any other. But again, like since you are a woman of color and you are the mother of two black children, I expect better from you. I expect you to know better and do better than to go for some shit like that. Now, I know it's Erica Mena. And so asking for decorum, decency, anything like that is like a bridge too far. But, you know, it seemed like she was saying, you know, I don't know who wrote this apology, but overall, it's not the worst apology I've ever heard. Like saying that the Choice Awards was wrong, saying that she wants to apologize to anybody that she hurt with her thoughtlessness and saying, you know, although I didn't mean it that way, I do understand that that's how niggas took it and that's how, you know, that's it's, it's a very serious thing and I don't want to be that type of person. So I don't know that that's a sincere apology, but it's not the worst one I've ever read. That's true. It could be a lot worse. It could be yeah. if you nappy-headed black-ass bitches are mad, <laughs> then just stay mad! That wouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, hopefully she does learn something from that and can feed her kids because I don't know that Safari's doing that. Okay, that's not funny, but all right. No, for real. You didn't mean it's like... Yeah, no, you're not And then you were just... You just caught a case like being a mess out in public (laughs) and and allegedly biting the police and stuff. Like, now's not the time for you to be losing work. Yeah, yeah. You You need to stay at work, mama, so... Um, but you know, good good luck to her going forward and whatever it is she gonna do because apparently it's not it's not appearing on VH1 networks anymore. And so, last but not least, did you see um, Jonathan Majors uh, rescue two female students uh, who were having a street brawl outside of Hollywood High School, which it is called um, in real life. Um, the video was caught, uh, by apparently some uh, fellow students watching these girls beat the shit out of each other. Um, and they were cracking. (laughs) I, I, I I don't know, you know, what they wrote this, the fight, I, what the fight was, um, I don't know what the fight was about, but mm-hmm. they say Jonathan Majors was um, at an in and out across the street getting lunch when he saw the two girls um, reenacting Creed Three. He said, oh, I know how this goes. I should do something because I'm a good person. And so he rushed over to break them up and tried to calm them down. <laughs> placed himself in between the two women, young women, young girls, children. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, no, there is still, still very heated. And I, you know, he, he struggled a bit to get them to calm down and see reason. Eventually, the girls were able to get calm yeah. And, and go their separate ways. 
Um, and when uh, TMG caught up with Jonathan Majors short while after. Yeah, I bet they did. Um, he said he was just glad to know that the girls were unharmed and safe. <sighs> the end. I said, hmm, I thought everybody was on strike. <laughs> Maybe that's why this production was so bad. There were no writers. <laughs> there were no actors. This was just somebody's crackheaded idea. <laughs> and <laughs> you know what it was for me? It was the one person recording who had his phone propped up on an open laptop. He was like holding an open laptop and then had the phone and was recording like this, I guess, for stability. And I'm like, uh, were the you didn't see that in the main video the one posted on TMZ if you go watch it the camera person gets a there's more than one shot of somebody else who is also recording this fight but he has his phone propped up on the lid of his laptop and the laptop is wide open and it's like this just you mean to tell where was Jonathan Majors like he was just what just walking past this he said he was in and out across the street getting lunch. I mean, I don't see an in and out in this shot. So, I, I mean, I didn't. Hold on. And and so you there saw, has to be an in and out across. I mean, the street from I'm Hollywood sure there's an school, I'm sure there's an in and out that's not far away. But what I'm saying is, do you really expect me to believe that two teenage girls were having a fight, an unscripted fight, and Jonathan Major? <laughs> And Jonathan Majors, of all people, is the one who scrambled to the rescue. Really? And nobody was like, holy shit, it's Jonathan Majors. Nobody stopped. None of the kids were like, oh my God, Jonathan Majors. Like, everybody just continues (laughs) recording. Like, absolutely nothing new is or crazy is happening. And we're just supposed to believe he just so happened to be in the right place, right time, and help break up this fight between two teenage girls. Really? Really? I'm sorry. I, no, it's a bridge too far for your girl. I cannot do it. I cannot suspend disbelief for that long to believe that this wasn't something that was absolutely set up by him and his team. Like, just no. Just no. So... This is all I have. Okay. There isn't much. I hear you. Okay. I hear you. And? I... This is so absurd that there's like... Because I hear you. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. But this is so absurd that there's a part of me that's like, no. You did it. Friend. Like, you couldn't have. Friend. Friend. No. No. Come on. Like, like get out. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, that no, lady. No, 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 no. Meanwhile, no. tears streaming down her face. Yes. <laughs> Because you know good and damn well the answer is yes. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's like, 
<sighs> what saving teen children? <laughs> and TMZ is the one who put it out, and not the kids who were recording. Really? Ouch! <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. It is just, it's too much. It's too much for me to believe that this was any in any way a genuine situation. Why didn't they set a building on fire, like a, like at least three stories, and then like place a basket of kittens inside of yes! it? Yes. <laughs> um, and then just record him scaling the side of I. It's like that. It, it's. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I because we're in the real world right now, right? Like I can't. I'm done. I'm done with hot tops. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm sorry. I I'm sorry. I just simply do not believe this was real. This 100 percent looks like something that his team cooked up to make it look like Jonathan Majors um, is a good guy who doesn't hit women. In fact, he stops women from hitting one another. And see Exhibit 3C, Your Honor, right here, where he showed up in his in his page boy hat looking like John Amos, and he, and he saved the goddamn day. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a no. It's a no. I, I... Oh, God. <laughs> and TMZ, you mean to tell me it was however many kids recording? Kids be going live. All of this happened, and TMZ is the one who put the footage out, and not none of the people who were recording. Come on. It's just a little too fucking convenient. That's Hot Tops. Um, (laughs) Amen. Let's take a break. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my for like my mm-hmm. own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology works part in ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. Again, that's ziprecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct 
distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Here are feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. And welcome back, folks, to the show. We're back with your letters. Yes, we are. Send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com. We may read them aloud on the show. Hmm, 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 hmm. Where shall we start? Where shall we start? Well, probably start and end, honestly, but okay, (laughs) here we go. Let's let's talk to Samantha. Samantha says, here's my dilemma. I'm 30 years old and I've been with my boyfriend for 11 years. We got together when I was a sophomore in college and the first four years of our relationship was long distance since I was in Kentucky for school and he lived in our home state of Alabama. He's a gorgeous man who loves me, supports my dreams, listens to me and cares for me the way a husband would. The thing is, he hasn't proposed. He's told me before (laughs) that he always felt that before he could ask me to marry him, he would prefer that we had our own modes of transportation and our own house or apartment. I understand that, but I'm a bit tired of watching so many people start their lives with their soulmates and I'm sitting here watching from the sidelines. I try to make myself feel better by acting like weddings and the cost of it is too much. But all I want besides a great career is to be this man's wife. He's the best man I've ever been with. Honest, thoughtful, respectful, and intelligent. What should I do? I want to believe that he's the one, but now that I'm... Take the two! I want to believe that he's the one. But now that I'm 30, I don't want to feel like I'm settling for less. I'm also afraid to make an ultimatum because that can be hurtful. Any advice you give would be appreciated. Thanks, Samantha. Samantha, if you don't calm your ass down. She is ready to get married, okay? She said, I want my last name changed. <laughs> I want my eggs cracked. <laughs> and she meant that Classic. shit. She wants it right now. It's a piece of paper. Oh, Lord. And, like, legal benefits, you're one of sure, I guess. But, like, I feel as though your man's state of mind of, like, let's have stability in our partnership is a pretty solid prerequisite to like legally binding yourselves together for the foreseeable future. Uh, It sounds like you want to get married for vanity and yeah yeah like if you got a good nigga that isn't like anti-marriage and actually sounds like he has his priorities am i tripping did did i miss something in the letter Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. no no because it sounds like he's just like hey let's set up a life yep you are reading her (laughs) 
Um, and you're trying to like rush into the, you know, Mrs. Whatever of it and the ring and all the fancy shit that you do for a day that drives you absolutely insane and penniless leading up to it. Only for y'all to like eat cake and do the wobble with, you know, some niggas that you only going to see three times a year. If a matter of fact, please, three post-COVID. Lucky if you see their ass twice this year. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, girl, it's okay. Like you, 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 Shantae's got a man at home. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, rest your understanding on that. You know, get your dugs, dugs, ducks in a row. And then do your big one. Mm. It'll feel even more celebratory and fun. And um, and y'all can have a wedding like um like uh Sky Black and 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 KJ Black. Who are those people? I guess. I guess did she change? Oh, oh, that Tyler Perry wedding. Yeah. They both work for Tyler Perry. Yeah, they're both actors on his. Got his you, work, got so. you. Yes, I did see that. I did see clips from that wedding. From KJ Smith, or does she keep her last name? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. KJ Smith and Sky Black, their um, Renaissance tour. What? <laughs> yeah, you could go and have your like. It like what I'm. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like when you are both. But then also, in this new book I'm reading, it also read me chapter one about, like, this thought of, like, oh, we're conditioned to think that once we get this, then it'll be time for that. Or once this happens, then everything's going to be right and perfect mm-hmm. and we'll be ready for this. And, like, that that's not realistic. So make yeah. that move. Well, I don't think so. Because... Yay! <laughs> I don't think so because um, your your boyfriend's reasoning is we don't have cars. <laughs> like I didn't want to say it. We don't have a home, <laughs> and this is solid. <laughs> and you said, "Okay, I get that." Counterpoint: All of my friends are having weddings, and I'm not. Right, like <laughs> so. It's like. I feel like, especially because marriage is a legal institution, like you are signing a contract with somebody else. You are combining your finances and your homes and your lives. Like this is not something that I would recommend anybody rush into doing without a certain amount of stability first. I wouldn't recommend that for anybody. I don't care how long you've been together. So... The fact that you you understand your man's point and you agree with it, but you like, however, I'm still in my feelings because I want a big poofy dress. It's like, okay, so let's talk about your desire to have the wedding then. What is what Sheen. What? Let's talk about Sheen. <laughs> Beautiful gowns. No, I mean, and and I think it if I were you, I would take away take away this idea of a wedding. What if there's no such thing as like the big thirty thousand dollar plus productions that you golden platinum. <laughs> exactly. Like, let's take away the the hashtag for your ceremony and the Instagram of it all, and let's just say y'all get married. Then what? You still ain't got nowhere to live or where to get there. <laughs> I mean, this is just the world we're living in. 
<laughs> there's nothing wrong. You're 30, okay? Like, <clears throat> I there's nothing wrong with just waiting until y'all have got something, a pot to piss in. Like, you literally, y'all don't even have your own home together. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't even have your own cars. You clearly live someplace where everybody needs to be able to drive. I just, you said like you try you try to console yourself by thinking about how expensive weddings are. Weddings don't have to be expensive. You can go to the oh, courthouse no. and and call it a day. They don't have to. A few of those. All nice. you got to right. You could Super wear cool. you could wear something you own right now and pay for the marriage license and let that be that. So. Mm-hmm. Maybe the two of you can start working together to establish the foundation that both of you agree is what you want to have for right. a marriage. Like You don't disagree with him. You just want to get married anyway. But it's like we are adults and sometimes we have to do the things that we need to do or that are best for us as opposed to what it is we really want to do or want to have in the moment. Right. This is just an unfortunate side effect of adulthood that sometimes you have to eat your broccoli and, <laughs> and not have nachos for breakfast for the fifth day in a row. Like, you and your man got to eat y'all's broccoli and, and yeah. figure out this car situation, this home situation, like figure out the financial side of things. You didn't, you said you were in college and he was still living at home in Alabama. Does he have a degree now? What kind of job does he have? What kind of job do you have? Look around, like everything is expensive and shit out here is hard. So I I don't see anything wrong with him being like, let's let's get to a more secure place in our lives before we take that next step. I really don't. It sounds like a really mature, um, solid perspective mm-hmm. on a future together with someone to me. Yeah. And I don't see like why... you got wedding FOMO, which is some whole yes. other shit. That ain't got nothing yes. to do with him <laughs> has, or your relationship. And has nothing to do with the reality of marriage. Right. The government don't give a damn how much money you spend on a wedding. <laughs> they do not give one damn. <laughs> if you mm-hmm. decide to get married to that man, that comes with a whole bunch of legal <laughs> responsibilities that are much more important than the events of that one day. There's nothing wrong with wanting to have that day. Nothing wrong with that. At all. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with liking nachos. But. They're great. They're very tasty. But the the spinach is right there and nutritious and you, you got to eat some sometimes. So. Literally. Yeah, I would not advise an ultimatum because I don't even. The, the problem is y'all don't disagree. <laughs> Like, you know better. <laughs> you know better. You just want to do it anyway. And I cannot co-sign it. So, um, yeah, if I were you, I would uh, I would for sure recommend couples counseling if that's something y'all can afford. Um, I, I recommend premarital counseling to any couple considering marriage. Um, but other than that, I don't know, girl. I'm like, the fuck you got to go for? <laughs> like, so like oh, you need to be going to counseling for your damn self. Well, they're clearly up. they're clearly marriage minded. Like yeah. they've, they've clearly had the conversation. So I I recommend premarital counseling to any couple considering marriage. But oh, I, I can I can see clearly any couple any couple. <laughs> yeah, that's 
Let's yeah, talk that, about yeah, some that things that maybe y'all have not talked about or have been afraid to talk about. Like, let's let's make sure everybody's yeah. on the same page in a lot of ways before we make that next step. Hell yeah. Yeah, let's work some shit out right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, that should but, be the law in places. <laughs> listen, I mean, complicated, but... Um, <laughs> But yes, an ultimatum, uh, not a great, not a great idea either, girl. Not for this dumb shit, girl. Yeah. Just, you know, sit back, put your, put your $50 aside, every paycheck or whatever. You can start a wedding fund and maybe that'll make you feel better about it. Um, like you're putting aside a little bit of money towards the wedding that you want to have one day. But there's nothing wrong say. with, you know, addressing the real shit that is sitting right in front of y'all. Like career, housing transportation groceries <laughs> like, how are we going to have a life together is a big question that y'all need to answer first before actually taking that step i was gonna suggest making like a wedding mood board something fun oh yeah and interactive you can do to pass the time but i low-key feel like she already has that uh, oh oh i was gonna say she might i was gonna say pinterest you can do anything but she probably got a whole wedding pinterest section like of Dresses and colors and centerpieces and all that. But if you don't, you can, or you like can get started. Or like a room underneath the floorboard somewhere that leads to a wedding shrine with pictures of past lovers and candles. This is and, all I care about. You know, <laughs> rings never given back. <laughs> okay, Drake. <laughs> um, But yeah, good luck to you, girl. But I'm sorry I have to side with your man on this one. Um, yeah. yeah. Get some cars. Get home. But best of luck, sis. Um, let's see. How much time do we have? Is your read long? How it you know how you No. It's not. Okay. Not really. Let's do another quick letter then. This one is from Riley, who says, I had a moment in therapy a few weeks ago when I realized how unhappy I am with some of the people I've called friends. I straight up told my therapist that most of my long-lasting friendships have only started out of necessity or scarcity. Like if I don't hang out with them, then I'd have no friends. In elementary school, I was regularly picked on and outcast by my own friend group. In high school, I had a solid group of friends, but we all went to different colleges and eventually lost touch. Once I got to college, I started hanging out with a group of girls who made a regular thing of talking shit about each other, spreading rumors, and doing sneaky shit. Now we're all in our 30s with kids and careers, and I'm having a hard time finding a reason to keep these connections alive. What's the point of a bitchy-ass friend who makes backhanded comments and throws shade, and not even in a funny way, or acts jealous and tries to humble others when they're feeling insecure. I don't mind a little back and forth when it's all jokes and well-intended, but this is different. I tell myself sometimes that I'm being sensitive, but I truly get tired of having these mean girl interactions with them. And I don't think friendships should function like this. It would be different if more positive aspects of the friendships outweighed the messy shit, but they don't. I hear people talking about ease and creating ecosystems that help everyone thrive. And I want that. That's some friendship. <laughs> she said ease that I thought of the website that delivers marijuana. Oh, yeah. Ease be sending me little text messages like, girl, you in L.A.? $20 off this weekend. <laughs> All the time. I'm like, girl, calm down. Um, I'm not one of those love and light bitches that expect everything to be rainbows and smiles. But damn, I'm, I'm creating. Sorry. <laughs> I'm creating a happy, healthy environment at home for me and my son, but I want to be social too. I want to have friends and I don't want to continue to feel like I have to wear my evil eye around the people I know or watch the things I share with them because it might be used against me later. This is all disappointing and is making me second guess the past decade 
of so-called friends I've collected. Have y'all ever dealt with this? Should I just get better friends and let go of the hurt? Thanks so much. Love you both. Riley. Okay. That's a lot. It is. And so the first question, have I personally ever dealt with this? No. Mm, No. No, I don't think so. Well, uh oh. <laughs> I had like not like a group, but I I definitely like in college had like I feel like a bit of a rivalry era with one of okay. our close friends in the group. That's fun. And I don't really know why, but there cause Silly Miami kids, college days, being broke, driving around. Fun for us was, like, ranking on each other, play fighting. Okay. Like, make fun of each other all the time and shit like that. So, you know, I felt like with me, Candace, my friend Alan, it would always be very hilarious. Yes. And stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but me and my friend Edwin sometimes it would be like he would just say the one thing that was <laughs> too far. Yep, that was just too much. Or I would say the one thing that was just uh uh-uh. uh. Um, but we were also kids, so like I don't yeah. feel like we maneuver like that anymore. We don't even like shade each other like that anymore yeah i mean i think that's the issue here riley you and your friends did this in college but now Mm. y'all in their 30s and still like being bitches to each other and that that i don't get like yeah i i don't have that kind of relationship yeah with anybody yeah no especially like this isn't like i mean okay so me and jade we absolutely like you might hear me and jade talk to each other and be like are you friends (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do y'all like each other but like the way we drag each other is not in a it's not mean-spirited at all it's fully out of love and if somebody says something that hurts the other person's feelings then that would be addressed and handled and like n- not done again right. so so your these friends that you have it seems yeah, I don't I don't I'm not sure why they're in their 30s and still feel like this is how friendship should function, but Yeah, no. I don't think that you need to tell yourself, "Oh, you're being really sensitive and all this." Like I would not, no, no, not Yeah, no. You're not I'm not going to call you my close friend or keep you around in my life really if I feel like every time we get together, you like dragging me or picking me apart or something. Like, bitch, I don't need that type of energy at all and it don't have to be all rainbows and smiles it don't have to be you know fran and drinking raw rain water and hiking and playing each other's pussies or whatever it don't have to be like that but this shit this mean girl shit and like being jealous and trying to humble your friends when they are succeeding like that is crazy to me if i do something that you know like i'm proud of or i have an accomplishment or something my friends are the first ones to lift me up and tell me how proud they are of me. And like, so this is, yeah, this energy, I cannot blame you for not wanting to be away from. But like you said, 
most of your long lasting friendships have been out of necessity or scarcity. And that if you don't hang out with these people, then you have no friends. But I think it, it would be better to have no friends. Uh, totes agree. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think in this situation, it's better to start over from scratch than to have Especially people in your friends. life. Right. I feel like I got to wear my evil eye around them. No, my friends are a place where I feel safe. That is a place where my vulnerability is safe and celebrated and and is a part of me. Like, I get to fully be myself around my friends. I'm for damn sure not going to keep space with people where I feel like I got to keep the evil eye on me. Like, girl, no. Um, and so maybe, maybe what you got to do is get rid of these messy ass friendships that don't really serve a purpose, aren't really friendships, so that you have space for better energy and better people to come into your life. It's, and sometimes, sometimes you do have to, now I do have experience with outgrowing friendships. I do have experience with like, oh, we were friends in high school or in college and it's, you know, 10 years later and you still doing dumb bitch shit. Like, that I can't do. That and, and that I have had to like sit down with a homegirl and be like, you know, really loved you a lot in the 90s, but <laughs> like you just, you are still doing shit that was appropriate when we were 20 years old and I cannot do that no more. So yeah, I know what it's like to outgrow friendships, but this type of deliberate mean girl behavior into your 30s is unacceptable as far as I'm concerned. I literally would rather be by myself and wait for some decent hosts to show up. If then, you would like a couple of this. like, if you'd like a couple, um, you know, tips or suggestions of things, fun stuff to do solo dolo, I'm on that journey right now. And I can, you know, give you a couple of suggestions. You ain't got to hang out with me and as bitches to have a good time. You don't. And you can make new friends on the journey outward. Hello, tell them yes, to eat dirt. Yes, absolutely. So um, best of luck to you, Riley, as you figure out the ins and outs of that situation. Let's wrap it up right there. And again, if you have a question for us, send it on over to asktheread at gmail.com. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. Hey, guys. May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace's leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. <laughs> but if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time if it's been on your mind to give it a try. Celebrate May Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of the read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8-0. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. 
Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispy from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispy, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, folks, we're back. It's time for the read. Yes, it is. And the doll diva's here. Hi, Link. You look so pretty. Yeah, Link had to come home early because she's not feeling well. Oh. So. Poor baby. Things. <sighs> the life of a parent. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, this week I wanted to talk about Tyler Perry. <laughs> Did you oh, see God. this? Did you see this clip going around of him on some podcast? So, this man was talking about, you know, like, when people start dating, um, you got to just understand that a lot of women, especially black women, you know, they're making a lot more money than black men. And, you know, there are a lot of black men who are successful, but black women are the ones making the money for the most part. So y'all need to start picking men based off their personality traits and, you know, not necessarily about money. Like if you can find love and that man works at whatever job, and he's a good man, and he's good to you, and he honors you, and honors the house, and honors his wife, and does what he can, then that's good enough, okay? Because his gift may not be your gift, that's okay. It doesn't mean that the man is beneath you, but that's somebody who came to love you at your worth, and as long as he's secure in himself, and can say, yeah, she makes the most of the money, and all I can pay is the light bill, then then ladies, y'all just got to be all right with that. So, and yeah, you cover the mortgage and every other damn bill and he can just pay the light bill and take you out to dinner every now and then. And that ought to be good enough. And how this, you know, this must be a lot for y'all. And this is why y'all are miserable in dating because of all the expectations people have for finances. But, you know, love and support is really all you need at the end of the day. So I want to say... That in a perfect world, in a utopia, Tyler Perry would be correct. And it really would not be, I don't want to say an issue for a man to make much, much less than a woman. And I don't even necessarily think it has to be that. But I think when you, first of all, specifically encouraging Black women to lower their dating standards is a problem I have with Tyler Perry. Number two, we see these same kind of messages come up over and over and over again in his plays and movies and his productions. It's like... Now that you mention it. <laughs> the, the black woman. Oh, no. That real cute, fine man who has a good job and all that. Girl, he cheats on you. And girl, he beats on you. And you know who you really Enjoys. need to be with? <laughs> I mean, let's be let's not act like he right Google. He literally does that. And who you really need to be with is Shamar Moore and his cornrow lace front. That's who you yeah. really need to be with. Who you the really need to be with brother. your your college age son's roommate. That's who you should marry. Right. <laughs> That's who it makes sense for you to be with, wow. girl. That's <laughs> How dare you want a grown man with a good job who can fully <laughs> contribute and support the household? Like, uh, I don't know, black women. I think y'all asking for too damn much. So, so, but, but again, like I said, in an ideal world, that would be fine. However, most men 
are not at a place where they can be comfortable with women out earning them and being the primary breadwinners and not building resentment for them because of that and taking that resentment out on the women in their lives because of that. Hello. So first of all, we're not even there. But secondly, for you to be like, oh, well, if that man is good to you and he's a good man and he honors you and honors the home and honors your relationship, then everything is fine. Where the fuck are we supposed to find those niggas? Where are they at? You talking about, oh, a broke man is fine as long as he's a good person and he's good to you and he doesn't have any issues with you being having money and he's securing himself and has his own shit going on. Those niggas are not even there. Rich niggas don't even have that. So it's like you're saying all this. First of all, you're telling again, you're telling black women, oh, well, a lot of y'all are out earning these men. So you need to lower your standards. And instead of a rich man who is a good person, then you need to find a broke man who's a good person. And the problem is that there's not enough men out here being healthy, emotionally mature partners for the women who are their counterparts. There's not enough of that. So if you're going to have to deal with bullshit and patriarchy and misogyny in your relationship anyway, you might as well not also be getting dropped off at work every day by your husband so he can go back home and work on some beats in the den and then maybe pay the (laughs) light bill before you come home. Like, that's all I'm saying. And Tyler Perry, I... I'm not sure why Tyler Perry, I I didn't watch the whole clip. I don't know all of the context. Maybe this woman, like, this was a a real conversation where we would need a multi-millionaire's input on what dating should be like for every fucking body else. But that was another question. Like, if Tyler Perry wants to let broke niggas into his home who don't have to pay no bills and all you have to be is a good man, and, and and honor me and honor their relationship, then you can do that for your life because you have multiple millions of dollars and you don't have no real nigga problems like mortgage, like electricity, like groceries, like who's going to raise these kids. Like all of the questions that money has so much to do with have nothing to do with you. So again, why are you reaching back over here to tell us about how we not doing good enough or how we need to lower our standards yet again in order to find a man? It just don't work like that. It just like black women are already not asking for the world. (laughs) Most black, most black women are married to black men and they are not rich. Like I feel like y'all don't really understand the difference between (laughs) What rappers are saying or doing, like what Cardi B is saying on Instagram versus how most people are actually living. It's just right. not realistic. It's just not realistic. And if you are in a house all by yourself paying the mortgage and every other bill and a nigga come through and cannot. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because I, I feel like the therapist side of me is always trying to be fair and. reminding me that like patriarchy also oppresses men and all this, but like baby, baby, no, just no, just no. If you can handle all your bills all by your damn self, then keep your standards wherever you want to keep them. You do not have to lower your standards because Tyler Perry said, let a nigga who don't have nothing but $150 a month come live in your house. You simply (laughs) don't have to do that. 
And you don't have to take Tyler Perry's word for none of it when that nigga has a whole goddamn compound that the rest of us can't even see. Like, it's like (laughs) that part for me is. It's like, "Mm, what do you mean? Doormat in front of the house of the situation. And then being like, oh, well, don't focus on money. Just focus on whether he's a good man and good to you and is securing himself. We already aren't focusing on money because niggas don't have none. (laughs) We're already not focusing on money. They're just also not good partners. (laughs) And that's why they're left alone. That is why. You don't get to be both. You don't get to be deficient in both. You don't get to be deficient in funds and deficient in good personhood. (laughs) (laughs) You have got to pick a struggle. (laughs) Yeah. So I just said, Tyler, please, please, I'm begging Tyler Therapy to reach out and touch a therapist. Like, just just call the lady and please start <laughs> working through some of those issues you have with women because it's not, it's just not making sense to me. Like, this is unprovoked. I wonder unprovoked. if he's in therapy. Well, okay. I mean, it, anything is possible, but I... <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like... I feel like a therapized person would say something like that. It really depends on the therapist. Uh-huh. I think there are a lot of... He might have a therapist, though, that's just, like, in their next session, is like, so, uh, I saw this clip. Um, you want to run that back? Because... <laughs> Who knows? I mean... I mean, you never know. You never know. It's very possible, but... Okay. I'm just saying, yes, and I am just saying that I have seen this reflected so many times in the work that Tyler Perry puts out, in the rhetoric that he spouts. And it's like, you really, do you think Black women are out here not marrying men because they they can't buy them a Birkin? Talking about, <laughs> oh, this unrealistic expectation that your partner needs to make five times more than you do. Have you Have you ventured into the real world lately? The girls are not asking for five times their income because it doesn't exist. Yeah. It doesn't exist. You need somebody to help you put in on these bills. If you cannot help me put in on these bills, then why are you here? Type of fundamental. That is where people are at right now as far as marriage. If you want people to have the freedom to make better choices and choose partners based purely off of love and romance and feelings, then we have to completely revamp the way the society works because realistically most people are not there most people need somebody to help split this rent and it might as well might as well be somebody you fucking most people need help with these kids and it might as well be the person who made these kids with you like most people don't have the financial freedom to be like i'm actually just going to sit back and wait and not until the nicest most wonderful like a lot of people are in shitty relationships right now because of finances so again being like black women y'all just need to lower your standards no we don't no we don't they're low (laughs) enough they're low enough (laughs) they're low i saw a tweet the other day that said my standards so low i'd be happy if a nigga can spell and you know what it's like it's bleak yeah Right, yeah, and right. then you think about it, and you that like, I'm not mad at that actually because the many of y'all are standing beside a lot of them right now <laughs> that they cannot even do that. 
So maybe instead of black women lower your standards because you're never going to be happy, maybe, you know, black men get a job. Black men, take care of your kids and not in a once every two weeks, I take them for six and a half hours on a Saturday and bring them back before we get dark outside. Like being six and a half, please. <laughs> and the whole time I actually just sat them down in my mama's house and they played with all their little cousins and then I brought them back. <laughs> or I told you to come pick them up. <laughs> but active. And actually, I had to ride back to my mama's house because. <laughs> because uh, Tyra stole her cousin's Barbies <laughs> and two of her brats. And now they be... Why you ain't buying them no damn toys, <laughs> Keisha? You didn't even... Right. Like, and then it's that, like, why is it always black women ask for less instead of black men be more? Be better. Show up for these women in the way that they show up for you. Show up for your families in the way that they deserve. You owe that to your children. You owe being an active, good parent to your children. You do. So I've just had enough of people like Tyler Perry trying to make black women feel bad for not accepting the absolute scraps that life has to offer. Like, just leave us alone. (sighs) And that's it for me. Um... Okay, yeah. So for me, I don't have much. I was gonna do like Link don't a very. <laughs> I just want to say she's giving me very red. They gave her some antibiotics. They said, "Oh, I was gonna say because she looking yeah, like so... I faked sick. Yeah, I want to go to school today. <laughs> it's giving me that. It's very much giving me that right now because I already see the temperament is like, oh, yeah. there's a toy over there. I got to go get it. Yeah. Like, and I'm trying to get her to just chill. We have like five minutes left. Please give me a break. Okay. Um. Okay. So, yeah, I was going to do like a very first world problem as complaint about this family at Universal Studios Um. that I uh, was in our VIP group. Um, it's pretty hilarious. Maybe another time I'll share. It's less okay. of a, re- they, they, it's just funny. I don't even know if it's okay. a read. They were annoying, very. Okay. Um, but this is fucking Universal Studios. Was man. it regular tourist annoying, or like egregious? No. It was. I think it was a bit egregious. Okay. Okay. It was like a husband, one son, his wife. And I, God bless that man. I honestly mm-hmm. think that he was doing the very best he can, could to corral these two around. The way his his wife went missing like five times. Yes. And he had to constantly, like again, it's a group of like 13 people sharing a VIP experience, which means they take you around to all the rides. You go on to like an mm-hmm. extra special. We got oh, to yeah, see the set bitchery. of Nope. Oh. Uh, like the outside yeah. part. The, the, the Jupiter's claim. Okay. No, not the house, the ranch theme yeah. park. Thing. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, like constantly ha- holding everybody up to be like, go look for her. And then she would always come back with an attitude like, so I can't walk around? I think <laughs> like she was just like, she just had like these, I don't know if theme parks are for her, if she's like in a bad marriage. The man seemed nice enough, but she was just like, con- all right, girl, just go, go. She was constantly like, 
gone somewhere. And then this plucky ass child who had to be maybe nine or 10, the amount of times that he bumped past me to go and run up and ask the um the tour guide some unnecessary dumbass question when we walked through the prop house the one thing they said to us was do not touch anything do not take any pictures don't touch anything this boy said i'm gonna touch everything There was just no, and they didn't say nothing to him, and that shit gave me anxiety. But anyways, that was really the long and short of it. They were aggravating the shit, and he actually got on my damn nerves too. Cause he afraid of roller coaster. So when we went to go get on the one damn roller coaster, he made her describe the whole fucking shit oh, before no. <clears throat> before we got on it. So I'm like, well, I guess I don't need to ride it no more. I know how the whole thing go. Yeah. Um, my actual read is just going to be for the folks who uh, responded to Sukiana uh, and her posing like a weirdo at the VMAs or people who responded to Sukiana um, or even like a sexy red in general uh, with commentary such as, uh, you know, she makes black women look bad. I don't know. Um, <laughs> How many black women you know? Right. Um, but like, let's say at the very same award show, there was Chloe and Halle, there was Coco Jones, there was Tiffany Haddish, it's Pink mm-hmm. Panthers, there's all kinds of black girls. Um I just find the whole idea that, um, like, that these girls, specifically Suki, uh, you know, make Black women look bad. I think that the whole idea is just very, like, simple-minded and exaggerated and completely misdirected. Mm-hmm. Um so he doesn't make black girls look bad. So he makes herself look bad. Like she's not. <laughs> no, because she represents herself. Yeah. She's not. Yeah. I don't Leave look at Suki and think black women. Like I, because yes. I'm familiar with countless. <laughs> so like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't fucking, you know, Blue Ivy's touring the world. Malia Obama's t- writing television. Coco Golf just won the US Open. I, I don't. Yeah. But one girl is like, look at my butt cheeks. And you're like, black women are in danger. Mm-mm. That's what they want you to do. And you know who they are. That girl don't represent nobody but her goddamn self. And she makes herself look crazy because Suki is an extra exaggerated, silly person. Like, I, it, it, yeah. she's cringe, but it's not representative of any way uh, of, of black women as a whole or even like a tiny group <laughs> like and like and and that said shout out to ratchet bitches like okay i hate a lame bitch with class that's what sexy red said so the fuck what like y'all act like she like she parted her legs to Getty Images and said, <laughs> "Here's my clitoris. 
this is my dear yes. labia yeah, menorah majora <laughs> now the that right canal. there that's the canal like <laughs> It was just a dumb ass, like, it was just a silly, like, goofy ass pose of her laying on the ground or whatever in a long ass dress. It, you could barely, it was, I don't know. Like, we are so conditioned to just throw black girls to the fire for any little goddamn thing. Like, Lil' Kim once came to this show with one of her whole titties out in a pasty, and people fried her ass up for that too Lord. at the time. Did, but did. it's like, it's the VMAs, like, the whole thing is wackiness and spectacle and whatever. And this girl went to her first one and d- did what she does what she every does. fucking where she goes. Mm-hmm. She ain't got to represent you. She don't represent your sister. She don't represent your baby. She don't represent your mama. She don't represent your cousin or your auntie or your brother or your daddy or nobody else. If they don't feel... um scene <laughs> like yeah that's fine but you, you know what there are probably tons of people who see that shit and love it and eat it up and are like bitch if i went to the bmas i'd do the same goddamn thing and so what should we do burn them at the stake <laughs> because they have the nerve to like be black and do whatever the fuck they want to with their adult bodies what are we talking yeah. about it's the vmas not your meemaw's funeral <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> I hear me and mama was bent over somewhere too. Like, how do you think you got you here? Like, shut up. Like, I'm. It's it's boring. It's boring. It's boring. It's boring. I gotta get on a flight tomorrow, and we could we could be working on how to get on a teleportation device. But y'all want to talk about Suki bending over at the VMAs and it being representative of black women and how y'all look? Yeah. How? When do we t- get to teleport? <laughs> Why Teslas can't fly? Te- Teslas can't fly yet. I don't want Elon developing nothing like that. I don't trust her <laughs> to put that together at all. <laughs> at all. A mess. So, I'm done. Yeah. And I wanted to, I just remembered this, and thank God I did. Angelica Ross just called out <clears throat> Ryan Murphy. Woo! Oh, my gosh. Yes, thank you for bringing this up. Okay. So, if you did not know, go check Angelica's um instagram i think she's posted it on instagram and twitter both but basically a few years ago ryan murphy hit her up and was like remember your idea about a horror season starring black women i'm gonna do it not sure the story yet but we'll start a writer's room in the fall i'm thinking of you kiki palmer gabby you know not sure of the fourth and so angelica is like oh yes bitch love this idea i have so many thoughts for who else could be a part of this and um you know, suggested a bunch of different actresses. And Angelica said that she followed up with Ryan Murphy several times about it, even sent flowers. She posted other screenshots of the messages she sent, you know, talking about, you know, I'm thinking about what seasons 11's focus could be. And, you know, she also pitched herself as, as producer. A producer. Yes. Um, because. Hello. Yeah. Whole thought idea. Right. Because, I mean, it was. And he says. Remember that idea you had? Yeah. So, yeah, she ought to be a producer That's on the thing. typically how that works. Many of y'all get credits. I'm not, let me shut up. Listen, mm-hmm. that, yes, yeah. it is her idea. She should be an EP. I, like, I don't even, I didn't even believe at first when I saw, because I saw these screenshots first, not knowing what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
So I was actually just like, oh, wow, this is on fire. And then. Yeah, I was like, oh, this I is a great idea. Like, and it's like, it is a great idea. We got right. I was like, yeah, obviously, I, you know, she'll be EP. This is going to be great. You know, mm-hmm. and it would be a show in very good hands because Angelica is a very talented creative. Um, but I'm also not shocked. So yeah. continue. Right. So so that all of that is bad enough that Ryan Murphy basically just never hit her back after being like, hey, I'm going to start a writer's room. Like, why would you hit me up out of nowhere and be like, remember your idea? I want to start developing it. I'm going to get the writer's room started in the fall and then never reach back out to me. Like, as much as we've worked together, I would think a lot professional courtesy at the bare minimum would be, hey, girl, not sure where I'm at with it right now. Blah, blah, blah. Be in touch. Like, Something. But anyway, Angelica clarified, it's like, it's not just that, you know, Ryan's idea changed or whatever, things changed, blah, blah, blah. It's that she called for months trying to see if they were going to pick up her contract option because Ryan Murphy and his, um, not Ryan Murphy, but FX, she was under that first position contract with FX, meaning that she can't take another role until she's contractually released AHS is her first priority. And so if AHS is going to bring her on, she can't take on something else. So she calls for months trying to see, are y'all going to pick up my contract option or am I free to do this? Because Marvell been calling for three years and I've been telling Marvell, I don't know, girl, I'm under this first look with FX for AHS and it's like, I can't do that. And so they not only didn't do this show with her, but kept her in a position where she was unable to take on other bigger work because they had her just between a rock and a hard place. And so this is also that specific thing is one of the many things that actors are currently yes. on strike over. This is why the girls are on strike, because this is the type of shit that happens all the time. And we never find out about it. Most people are not telling the story like Angelica is doing. There's a, like it's it is one of the the very things right now that SAG workers or or members are striking about. So there are a lot of actors who have that very same experience, being locked out of a ton of work, mm-hmm. and then just sitting by waiting to hear, wondering, and maybe you do, and maybe you don't, and da 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 da. But you know what comes about on time without question. No questions asked, no debate. Your bills. Hmm, yep. There's no question about that. There's Every no having to days. call and ask if those are going to show up. Nope. Yeah, no. They will. <laughs> they will. So, yeah. The leasing office that- is going to send that invoice every month. It's never going to be... The bills are never up for debate. But, oh, are you going to work? We'll have you just on the edge of your seat for years trying to find out if you're going to work this again can't, or can you do something else? Like... This was 2020 that this email was sent to her. Like, and I'm just. Yeah, it's really dumb. And it's like, again, to your point of like, I've worked with you on countless productions at this point. I've been great, (laughs) which is why we've continued uh, to work so, so well together. I've been a fan favorite and damn near every single one of these things I've been in from Pose to the different seasons of of American Horror Story. Absolutely. So 
the lack of just like courtesy or respect, respect. or professionalism yes. is bad on top of the like actual mishandling yes. from like a professional or, or like a production mm. standpoint. It's gross. And it's also annoying because it's like, it's, I, I particularly uh, get a bit disgusted by, mama's not feeling well, she just puked. Um, I'm particularly disgusted by, uh, I'm sorry, I'm looking, because it looks like she, yeah. Anyway, okay. By the, Industry and a lot of these executives have a particular, like, predatory mm-hmm. uh, vibe towards, quote-unquote, diverse stories. For capitalistic reasons, obviously. It's always just like, oh yeah, like, I know, like, a black, all-black girl, you know, horror, you know, AHS season would do this. Mm-hmm. Something that, frankly, as someone who's watched that show since the since season one Mm -hmm. something that the franchise could use quite you know like quite clearly it's not even okay yeah you know like an all-black season (laughs) really would be a proper resurgence because it would promote it i'm not it would promote itself we promote it right better than they would um so it's like it's it's a lot of times it's not even a true desire or respect for the stories uh, being told or stories to be told. It's more so just like, I know this would eat. I know this would reinvigorate my whoop-de-woo. Um, and so let me go pull whatever strings I can and play whatever puppet-ass games I can to get some money in the bank. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but to step on the backs of people who uh, willingly have, like, willingly lifted you up with their arms before, to me, is, like, crazy. You know what I mean? That Poles being fantastic ain't not got nothing to do with you. Like, at all. At all. And they've, and season after season, they all stood right next to that man, you know, invited him to latex ball and shit like that. Like, hey, girl, thank you so much. Whoop de doop 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 doop. Any of your damn story. It still gave you your little white flowers. So, how dare you? It's, it's, it's really like, yeah. how dare you? It really is. And of course, by the time FX released her, Marvel is like, girl, we're done casting for whatever it was. Of course they are. Of course. So, yeah, I just thought that was so fucked up of Ryan Murphy and of FX to just play with Angelica's livelihood like that. And I'm so proud of her for stepping up and saying something and being bold about it because you never know how people will react to something like this, how petty they might try to be, get you blacklisted or whatever else. So just shout out to Angelica for actually having the bravery to say something because this is... This is fucked up, and this is the side of the industry that people really don't see. They really see, you see the biggest names in writing, the biggest names in acting, and you think that's what everybody lives like. And it's just not realistic. (laughs) It's just not realistic. When they did that shit to Emma Roberts. Well, and on that note, I am now officially done, but I wanted to make sure that I shouted out Angelica and cussed Ryan Murphy out for playing with my good sis name, and her money and her ability to get out here and make her fucking money. Like, 
Don't fuck with her. Pose was huge because of girls like Angelica. You were simply the the way that they got there. Your whiteness opened the door, but they're the ones who walked through it. Literally your white name. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> and 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 that is it. If they weren't outstanding, it wouldn't have gone Not on and all. continued Not to go all. on and be discussed yes. and revered and acclaimed. Yes. Like that ain't have nothing to do with you. I still be on so, Michaela's the nerve. Ma- I still be on Michaela Rodriguez's Instagram talking about mother. <laughs> All the time. MJ, she, that's my mother. What are you talking about? Like, and that is because of her Dominique incredible Jackson. work. <laughs> An icon for the rest of, I will stand for the rest of my days. That cast, like, thank the you. The entire cast. The, I, I, the only thing I can thank Ryan Murphy for is bringing me all these beautiful black and brown, queer and trans people. That's the only thing I can say thank you for. But they did the fucking work. And so to disrespect one of your biggest stars like that is just, it's egregious. <sighs> But that's what I'm saying. It's like Stephen Canals is, I've, I've always assumed probably to be more Tell of it. of it. who we could look to mm-hmm. for that very thing. Like absolutely, as far as the story that they created, as far mm-hmm. as the inclusion of those specific people and the authenticity within. I really, truly never assumed that was Ryan Murphy and him at the core of his heart. So much so as, hey, you, you know the story and it will be great and make a lot of us money. What now? <laughs> <laughs> and Stephen right. saying this now. That, I, so, right. again, the nerve, where are we finding it? Where right. can I get some? I'd love the, some. the queer person from the Bronx in all of this. Again, Ryan Murphy is literally just the rich white man with the connections that is it that is it (laughs) and like fine if you're going to use those connections to actually give uh you know people uh marginalized people specifically the stage to tell their stories or whatever as you claim like you know you want to paint yourself to be then do that shit for real for real or you know and but here's the thing as well stuff happens stuff really happens in the business where shit can go left and so if for whatever reason you're no longer creating it or whatever the whatever the fuck mm-hmm. have the courtesy and the respect for someone who literally put dollars in your pocket yes. to be like hey sis here's where we're at or here where where we're not at with mm-hmm. this know that I respect you and our history together signed Murph yes. right and do whatever you can at FX to get her released from the contract, the first look or whatever, get her out of that so she can go do something else. If you know good and damn well, you're not going to do nothing. Leaving her on red, she sent you flowers and you still just like ignoring this woman? That pisses me off. I feel like Ryan Murphy could even, I feel like Ryan Murphy could even connect her back with someone at Marvel and be like, like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Something. I'm just talking out the side of my neck yeah. now. But I feel like I would even as go as far with someone as mo- with as much reach as he does to like literally show up to Disney like Joan is awful. <laughs> you didn't watch that. Oh, moment. wait. Yes, I did see that. I saw that Black Mirror. Well, Salma Hayek pulled up to so fake good. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> I would just pull up to Marvel Studios like, what do you got for her? We have to fix this. 
Yeah. Have so. you finished filming Ironheart? Damn it. Okay. What about Blade? <laughs> Y'all still going back and forth with that script. I know you ain't in, you ain't in production yet. What's up? Where can what can we do? Always rooting. But no, for of course not. Yeah. So. Oh, so, but that is it for me, and that is going to wrap up this week's episode. Check us out on social media at This Is The Read, our website, thisistheread.com. Um, and yeah, our merch is over at shoptheread.com. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash thereed. Anything else from you before we leave? I want to say thank you to everybody for all the birthday wishes. I had a great day. I was high all day, so it was wonderful. Um, and thank you, everybody, for the love. So yeah. Yeah. Um oh, me. Um Yeah, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> I um I just want to say that I think she's okay right now. Oh, she wants to go. Um I just want to say uh thanks again to everyone who I saw this weekend who was very kind to me. Um I'm actually feeling pretty good and excited about the future. Um I'm having some furious thoughts again. Okay. Um and it just makes me want to stand up and <laughs> Okay, we get it. Because <laughs> I feel like I might start twitching. All right. All right. <laughs> I hope y'all picked up what he put down. <laughs> you know, life's a movie. So glad you're feeling good, friend. Any, you're not going to you. slide another one in there before I cut this off or not? You done? Slide another what? I'm fine. I'm fine. I was just saying how I'm feeling about life. Okay. Wonderful. Love to hear it. Uh, take care of yourselves, everybody. We will see y'all next week. Whoop! Uh. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix.